Welcome to the Young Saints Leadership Podcast, where we're going to be talking about all things youth, from leadership culture to supernatural youth ministry and discipling revivalists. We hope you guys enjoy. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back. Glad you guys are with us today. Yes. Here we are, yet again. Yet again. Back. We have an exciting, exciting topic for you. Yeah. That will be a sequel to what we've talked. Sequel, right? Not prequel. Yeah, sequel. 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 <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Yes. Um. Anyway, fun, fun fact time. Fun fact. You guys ready for this? Yes. I did, they didn't know I was going to do this. Fun so fun. we're going to do a fun fact. What was your favorite year of school from kindergarten through high school? Ooh, that's a great question. And um, while they're thinking, if you've never just looked up like the top 20 songs mine. of your graduation year, it's just a fun, fun it, fact. Be awesome. Or I, the year you were born, check it out. That's even more fun. I think anyway, I know mine. Go. Um, it would be my 11th grade year. Yeah. Because I, I felt like I knew enough and had enough power <laughs> to be able to do what I want. I remember it was a year that I built so much trust with my mom. Um, and she, like, she said this quote, and I'll never forget it. And I'm walking with Jesus at the time. But when she said this, I felt so empowered. She said, Dante, I can trust you to the point where if you were gone at 4 a.m., I would be okay. Mm. And I felt so like an adult. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and um, awesome. and I also had like four classes because I had done like most of my school and, and I was doing nursing at the time. And so I would leave campus to go work at this hospital. And um, you felt like such a girl. Oh, yeah. And I was doing spoken word on the weekends, awesome. going to like Aww. other cities. I was having so much fun. I remember my 11th grade year. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. What about you, Rory? Man, I... I think I would say probably my senior year because I was really, really excited to be done with school. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like excited to try to get to college and then I never even went to college, but yeah, I yeah. so badly wanted to get to college. I, I love learning. So when it, I finally got to that grade where I was like, I feel like I'm actually learning stuff that is such a learner. Oh, I love it. So yeah. I was like, this is awesome. And I was like getting prepped for all these college things. And yeah. so yeah, probably my senior year, not to get out of school. I was looking forward to the more of school, you know, that was that kid. Yeah. I yeah. was not that kid. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I don't know what mine would be. It'd probably be 11th or 12th grade. 12th grade was awesome because I only had to go to school like half the year because <laughs> That's nice. in Utah they give, um, extra classes to what they call seminary and I didn't take seminary. So I had extra extra credit so I could graduate half a year early and oh, wow. be totally fine, which was awesome. Wow. Anyway, oh, nice. but I was ready to be out of school. I was like, bye. Yeah. Love yeah, you yeah. all. Actually I don't love you all. Cause we, I grew up in Utah. There was like a thousand people in my graduating class. So it's like, crazy. I didn't know yeah, half didn't know, those yeah, people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like never seen So I was before. like, okay, this is, we're done. We're Mari moving did, on. Mari didn't know 990 of those people. That's probably true. <laughs> Let's talk about real. Mari in high school, it wasn't half. Mari's well, yeah. like, I had my group of friends. I, I know. My, that's me. I had my group of people. I had my enough. people and I, I was good. Everybody else, I, I mean, don't like even I mean, like I knew know. people, but I like 
We'd be like, yeah, let's hang out totally. And then we never would because yeah. I didn't care enough. So it's oh great. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, to our topic today, we're going to talk about something totally different than all of that. But here we are. We're going to talk about marriage, ministry, and kids. Part two. Kids. Do, do, do. Kids. We've already done marriage and ministry. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Um, but we're going to add the kids into this. When you start this. having them babies. It changes everything. So today's podcast is how do you have children? So we're going to talk through that. So don't <laughs> even worry the we, process. We've created diagrams for you. No, we have it figured out. <laughs> Welcome to your seventh grade health class. No. Yes. So oh, funny. No. Oh, just kidding. We are not going to do that. Let's oh. start with how many kids we have in their um, ages. Well, Rory and I are married. So yes, we, we have three daughters. Three and little girls. That is all that we will have. Done. Um, um, unless the Lord really does a miracle. And so it would have to be supernatural. Yeah. At this point. Let's just say that. And anyway, so Brooklyn is our oldest. She is six. Harper is almost four, but she's still three, a couple months away. And then Kinsley is what, 15 months now, a little over a year. 15 months. So yeah, yeah, we have three yeah. little girls. And then we have two with one on the way. I know. Crazy. So I have a pregnant wife. That is fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all the other dads all the out dads, there. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. But I have my oldest, Zion, is five, four. He's going to be five this year. And Kobe, which is Kobe is his own person. Oh, and he is, is going to be two pretty soon here. Probably by the release of this, he will be two. And then yeah, his um, party's coming up. Yes. And our third child, I won't say her name, um, but uh, she, we're having a girl. So, so our, our first going to be a girl that, and it will be our last. We yeah. are three and done. Three and is so a lot. It it is. You're two, outnumbered. Two, two you know? is two is yeah. two is like man. Should we stay here and it's be comfy. good? Yeah. Two, two is comfy. And so they grow and they play together, and you're like, that's comfy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's <laughs> gonna be fun. Three uh, is stretching. 2023 is gonna be the year of three for that's us. So cute. yeah. So sweet. Um, I did a fishtail braid if you have daughters you'll know but a fishtail braid for one of my daughters and i text you and tell i'm like i did this this morning and you're gonna do it one day too oh. so um anyway so we're very excited but we are gonna just talk about all the things you need to know With well maybe not all kids. not all the things but we're, but we're gonna we do our best deep in young we're, kids we're in the middle of it. yeah so we're, we're in, in it with you we're we're if you've got young kids which would be a lot of youth pastors yeah. that i know have young kids um, or youth leaders. If you have older kids and you're further along, and you would teach us that's something. amazing. Yes. Yes. Maybe we'll give you some if pointers, but hopefully you could teach us. Yeah. If they remember. I've met a lot of people, they just don't remember. Like, like, I don't you know, remember those years. Sometimes you black out that's on certain true. seasons. This <laughs> <laughs> is a blur. It's, it's a blur of tired. My favorite is when you talk to a couple and the like one will be like, I don't really remember. And the other person goes, I remember. <laughs> Let me remind you. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, so there's some seasons of blur when you have a lack of sleep for so many uh, months at a time. You're like, yes. I I can't remember if it's day. Yeah, what, yeah. And just, I don't remember Harper's first few months because she screamed all the time. Yeah, that was a it was an. <laughs> she was like colicky yes, and had I all this stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. hard. So I don't really remember details of that. Anyway, anyway, wow. We are going to talk about first thing we want you to learn or glean from is one thing you're going to have to do yeah. with marriage and kids in ministry. 
You got to redefine success. Honestly, I'm not even sure that's just about ministry. I just think once you have kids, you just yeah, got to redefine it's it. Life. <laughs> it's they will life. force you to. Yes. Yeah. They yes. just are a whole different thing that you're adding in. And some days. Do you know, it's the number one advice I give to every person that's pregnant with their first kid. When they ask me, they go, what's one thing I need to know? No, regardless of where they work or anything. I'm like, you have to redefine success in your life. The, the reason you want to redefine success, this is the why behind this is because you realize that you're thriving more than you think you are. Yes. When you redefine success, you begin to see the world a little bit differently and you don't feel like you're being dragged. Me and Chantel have this analogy where we feel like we're being dragged by a horse. Yes. <laughs> like you're trying to ride this horse, but you're being, but when you redefine success, okay, man, maybe it's not as crazy. This is a season. This yes. is okay. It puts okay. things into perspective. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cause honestly, when you, when you realize you'll realize it fast. Wow. I can't get out of the house in, in five minutes. Oh, I, I physically, even if I try, cannot get to something on time or we will be 45 minutes early because we started four hours early. There's no middle. Chantel was away. I forget where she was. And I had both boys and I was like, man, I'll be able to get out of the house. It took me an hour. Yeah. You just can't do it. And so it's like from start to finish. Between getting them in the car, one has to go to the bathroom. You take them back in. Both are crying. You take all of them in. Then they all get back. I'm hungry. I mean, this is crazy. Literally two weeks ago, I think I went in the house seven times. No, it's shocking. While they were in the car. Shocking. You're like, I don't, I don't know what. We, I don't know. This is why I said in marriage podcast that being married really killed my selfishness. Yeah. But then kids, kids just they they, they dug it, it deep they, into yep, the ground. They, they killed it. it. And you kind of got to think through a little differently. Like your capacity is being stretched at such a radical rate. Yes. That if you're unaware of that, you can feel like, why can't I do the things I used to do? Yeah. That's what I Why think you need to redefine it. Why can't I do the it? thing I used to do? And you have to go, well, because you're doing a new thing. Yes. Yeah. And you're yeah. growing a whole human and keeping them alive. I yes. just think this when you first have kids work. and each kid after, you have to slow down for a pull season. Back. Yes. You got to pull back so you don't die and kill yourself, your spouse, your children. or your children. <laughs> you don't want to get mad at yeah. your children as if yes. they're stealing your dreams because they are your dream. And it's right. easier to slow down in the way you need to if you can redefine what is success in that season. Yes. Um, also, another helpful tip for this was a game changer for me in ministry because ministry can demand a lot of you and it's your job. And so you, you want to be responsible. I'm like a work ethic. My dad drilled that into me. If you show up and you serve well, yep. you know? Um, and so I remember Leslie, who's one of my spiritual moms, gave me the best advice of your kids are your grace meter. And if your f- kids don't have grace for it, you need to listen because it's easy for people that are just doers and goers and keep moving. Right. And you're like, you could push past Ooh. right through your kid's grace meter. And yeah. that's when people start to suffer yeah. and start yes. to feel it. You know, I've had multiple meetings where I literally came cause I was supposed to, and my kids couldn't handle it. And you know what I did? Left. I left. Meeting. Yeah. And you, it, it, here's what, if you're sitting there and you're like, I can't do that in my church or yes. with my job, you have to realize you can like this is the painful stuff to go. I would rather take the hit of having a hard conversation to make sure my kids are okay because that's my value 
And if mm-hmm. we can't work that out, then maybe this isn't the space for me. Right. But I have to actually protect that value first. You can. It's that power again to go, yeah. oh, I'm responsible for my kids. I can't go, God, you have them. And I'm going to just do whatever I feel like I need right. to do and n- take no responsibility. Yeah. And I think that's the, the the hard part is like, especially in ministry, because you can warp in that God card and that God part. You're yeah. like, oh, well, then God will take care of my kids. God will do everything. So I just need to keep doing exactly what I'm called to do, not realizing when you have kids, that's part of your call. They're your, yeah. your they're your first. They're yes. your first. Yes, they're, they're first, not even yes. a comparison with ministry. You're going, oh, they are what I am called to to protect. Yeah, because what would you say when people with? ask that question? Um, how do you? Yeah, I, I've heard this. I can't remember yeah. who exactly what it was. A lot but of people say. A lot yeah. of people say it, this whole thing of like, how do you balance you know marriage, ministry, family, and and you can't balance them because they're not equal weights or equal values. Like ministry does not even compare to your kids and family right. and marriage. Yeah. It's not even on the same playing field. It doesn't even exist on the same measuring yeah. line. Yes. Um, and so you have to think like, oh, if my kids, like we have a grid, me and Mari, we will watch. And if our girls comment something or start having attitudes or start yes. having something come up that I'm like, this is not like you. Yeah. Um, we adjust quickly. That means yeah. we're going to cancel people that if we had people coming over and, you know, or we had stuff we were going to do and, you know, our oldest sometimes like, oh, I miss you. Like, mom, yeah. I want you to put, I want both of you to put us to bed. Even if one of us has been there and we're like, oh, you want both? Okay, then we're, we're going to adjust because right. you're actually calling out right now with a desire yeah. And if we fulfill this, your needs being met. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you feel safe and you feel heard and you feel like you can talk to mom and dad about something, even if you don't even know what you just did. I'm aware of it. We're aware of it. And we go, oh, we're going to change it and we'll go after you go to bed. Like we won't even tell you. You won't even feel yep. it. A lot of times me and Mari, we will sacrifice our time at night to hang out with people or to, to go somewhere to make sure our kids have a consistency of bedtime because they love when right. we're both home. Yeah. Right. We don't do it all the time, but we make it a point and we're yeah. listening. Yeah. Or if all of a sudden one of our kids just starts having meltdowns, which happens, we're not like, what's wrong with you? You're this age. You should be figuring this out. Right. The first indication is we're too busy. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. They lost their grace for this season. I, we as a family need to realize. Yeah, I remember one time Zai was like, just having like a week where he was just off and I knew it. I was like, man, why is, and I came to you and I was like, bro, I don't know what is happening, but it just seems like he's very like, really like, um, having a lot of fits and tantrums, yeah. like unlike, you know, Zion and how unlike he is. Normal. You know, kids and, throw fits, but yeah. the you had unnormal. Mentioned, you had mentioned, um, you know, how, how much time, like, have you been taking them out or maybe you should try to take them on like daddy Sundays and that kind of thing. And you had given me an example and that, was so helpful and it was one of the seasons that i realized zaya's quality time like his love language is quality time Mm -hmm. and so me giving him my eyes giving him that reserve time where it's just him and i and we go out and do something even for a couple of hours it lasts for weeks yes (laughs) like it's it's shocking the little intentionality and one thing that helped me redefine success when we started having kids in ministry is one of my mentors was like who cares if you have the biggest, most amazing ministry in the world if your kids aren't connected to you by the end of it? Yeah. Yep. She goes, yeah. I would way rather my kids be in heaven with me than we have saved it a bunch of people I don't know. Wow. Wow. My first ministry is my kids. Not that I don't want to see thousands saved. Yeah. I do. Yeah. 
But I don't want my kids to pay the price for that. I want to make sure that they felt mom was present and can be connected to me when we're 70 years old, yeah. they want to come to our house and bring all their children. That is my greatest dream in life. Yeah. Now, if is you don't to want that connected. dream, I want that dream. I, I want, want to be that. the house where yes. all the in-laws, all the fam yes. comes yes. to. And but if you want that, you have to start that's being right built. now. It's, it's being, being built. Yes. It is the, yeah. the space of you The connections backwards. we build right now. Yes. Like we are starting to recognize the ages, the zero to six season is a huge season. So I'm finding out all many. these psychologists are talking about that, the child yeah. development. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a, yes. a Kairos moment, a significant moment in time where I'm building where most things. people think that, that the junior high and high school years are like, oh, when you get to those mm-hmm. years, you got to be really intentional. You do. And you do. But I would say it starts at zero yes. to six because you are already teaching your kids. Am I safe? Am I chosen? Yes. Can I tell you everything? I think someone said by the age of five, they will have learned how to pre- to perceive the world if it's safe or if they're anxious or if it's peace. Like what kind of atmosphere they grew up in is how they'll perceive the world. Whoa. Yes. It's at, at by, by the five. age of five. And so you're going crazy. every part it's of my crazy. life and home, we have to make sure we are aware of what we're creating. Right. Because yes. what, what I mean by then the later years is, don't be shocked at what grows. Yeah. Be intentional about what you're sowing. So good. And so like we're going, oh man, we need to sow very intentional seeds. Even when it feels like you're like, I don't even, they don't even know themselves. They're trying to figure out their own personalities. We're trying to figure them out. But all we know is like, man, if something's off, we're stopping and that's the most important conversation. The most important thing we're doing is going what's happening with our kids and how do we make sure that we get them back to a place of, of, Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm just going to say that quote again. Don't be shocked by what grows. Be intentional about sowing. Yes. Yes. It's just so good. That's a good one. Yes. I just, yeah. Kids are your first ministry. This is crazy. And I'll I'll give you guys something that me and Mara had to do. And the Lord will work out everything um, as you trust him. And if you put family first, he cares so deeply about family. He will navigate you. So when we had our oldest, um, Mari worked full time and so did I. And um, she was in the dental field. I worked as the associate youth pastor. And for the first 18 months of our oldest life, we had a full time, not a full, well, I guess a full time babysitter. Was it I mean, 18 it was like, months? Really? Uh, maybe 14 months. Hmm. I don't remember. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, it was 18. Yeah. I think it was 18 months. That. And um, But we noticed she was struggling so much with separation anxiety. She, lo- like, we were everything. And so we had this babysitter that would come, like, in the middle of the day. And so it wasn't, like, full days, but it was enough of a day. You know, and I'd get off work and come home and do it. And we started noticing, we're like, man, Brooklyn's not okay. This is not working. And we need a game plan fast. And I don't know how we're going to afford it, but you can't keep working like this. And we just trusted the Lord and almost knew we are about to have to change a job that you make so much money. We are financially really set up well, but our child is not thriving. And so we just trusted and started really leaning in. And within like, man, it was probably four to six weeks, maybe eight weeks of us having this conversation, a part-time flexible job opened up. Mari took way pay cut, way under everything we were making. Like we we had to adjust hard our life. 
but it was the first moment to go, oh, we're choosing our kids over money, over a a finance stress-free life, over all of this. Because it was like, she's not doing well. And if we keep this pace, and what's crazy is the moment Mari did it, within two weeks, the behavior changed. Like instantly started trusting people, started going to people, didn't need to be with us all the time, didn't scream all the time. Totally different experience of a kid. Everyone was like, what happened? And we're like, oh, thank God we trusted and we listened. She just needs mom at home more, more stable so that when other people come in the house, she's more adventurous to get to know them. It's just little stuff like that that I think that we can get frustrated at our kids because we want our life to look and feel a certain way instead of adjusting. And I think that's really important to identify. Are you trying to get your life to look and feel a certain way that it's not the season for, or it's not where God has you? Because I think you could get really frustrated and start to really go after things that there's no grace for. If you're not realizing like, oh man, we're in a season where we need to pull back. Yes. We're in a season where, oh, okay, our kids need our eyes. They need our face. They need our time. Like yeah. those are the things that if you're, if you're not talking about it and me and Chantel, we're like go-getters. Like we go get in our sleep. <laughs> and if we're not intentional about, hey, how are we actually slowing down? Like we need clear plans of how we're not doing things. And we know that about ourselves. This is why we have y'all in our lives to call it out, to speak it. Like, hey, you look tired. You need to sleep. This is what Rory just told me yesterday. (laughs) You know what I did last night? I went to sleep. (laughs) I didn't do anything. I went straight to bed. Good. And so like, but you have to be aware and humble enough to say, man, we have that, that thing that would say, oh, we keep going and not realizing like, oh, we need to slow down. Yeah. Yep. And so I think it's important to have that communication, talk about, hey, are are we needing to pull back right now? Are you yeah. noticing the same thing that I'm noticing? And, and I'll say this, this is just something I want to say with that conversation, because a lot of people will hear this and their first thought is to pull back on job related responsibilities. No. I think we have to realize when we say family first, it doesn't mean that you now get to tell your workplace, hey, bummer for you. Bummer for you. My family's first, so I'm not going to do everything you've asked. All of us have enough time to do everything we're called to do. Yes. But sometimes we have to redefine what we're called to do in different seasons and go, oh, I'm called to my kids. I actually wasn't called to hang out and to go see those movies and to watch that Netflix show and to do this. And I actually wasn't called to do all of that stuff. I'm actually really called to do this. I'm not called to travel right now. I'm called to do this. I think that that's the redefining success is going, I have said yes to certain things. I have responsibilities. I have to fulfill those. Yeah, and and if you gotta you gotta grieve it and let it go and let it go and whatever that process is, you gotta get there. You yeah. gotta get there and go. My family's first, but when I get paid as a job, it doesn't mean my job then matches my family. That never happens. Family's always first, right. yes. but it means I have to get really creative and intentional to fulfill my other responsibilities. I, it's the belief that I have everything that I need to show up to my family in my call yes. and my responsibilities. Uh, I, I have, have I have grace. what I need. Yes. Last thing, then we'll end it, that I really want to hit is I want to talk about discrepancies that your kids would Mm, see. Yeah. Uh, Making sure when your kids find out that you are loving people and leading people, that they feel the same thing from you at home. And um, part of that looks like humbling ourselves to our kids 
and being the same. Like I, I have this thing of, I don't want to teach teenagers how to hear the voice of God and not teach my own children how to hear the voice of God. Right. Yeah. You right. know, yeah. like I want to so bring, good. I bring God into our home. I turn on worship music and sometimes they hate it. And I'm like, sorry, mommy needs this. It makes me better. Yeah. Jesus is all that I need right now. So just pump your brakes, sweetie. We need, <laughs> we need, we need to turn on upper room. Okay. We That's what we're going to do. Right this is now. what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need the atmosphere of this house to, <laughs> to change. change. <laughs> Put a little lavender in my diffuser. <laughs> upper room is on. Yes. God, here Come we go. But, Honestly, I even think like, I want, if I make a mess with my kid and I freak out because I'm stressed or I'm hurried because of work, right. I apologize. Yeah. Say, yes. mommy, mommy shouldn't have gotten so hurried. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. That and wasn't fair to you. Because I want, when my kids see me leading worship, I don't want them to be like, that's not who I see at home. Yeah. Yes. And there's I been never times. want my child to have that thought of, or she takes care of everyone else, but I don't feel taken care yeah. of. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would, I would, that would crush me to the soul that I serve and love people well, but my own kids feel like they suffer and I never want that discrepancy. And And so I, I make sure integrous wise before me and God that I'm humbling enough to my child. If I make a mess, I own it. And then I also try to bring the spirituality of Jesus, God himself in the flesh, Emmanuel with us. So even if my kids choose to, stumble along the way yeah. one day when they leave my house they'll know the presence of god lived there and i know it's possible and i could go back at any yeah. moment and and i, I want to say this because i've heard this from leaders and i've started it with our boys mm-hmm. but the the benefit that our kids get from us being in ministry yep. um and i'm talking about just small things um we have a small group that we have at our house mm-hmm. um where you know i have a group of boys that come over and they hang out with us and um, and Zai sometimes just walks throughout and yes. he's hanging out and stuff. Yep. And, and, um, yeah, just this past Sunday, um, the kids brought some donuts and, um, Zai was headed with Chantel to go get groceries. And he was like, can you save me a sprinkled donut? And I told all those kids, I was like, do not touch that sprinkled donut that's in there. <laughs> Make sure, like, I thought, I almost thought one of the sprinkled donuts were taken. I was like, Hey, pull up break a piece of your sprinkled donut. We're yes. going to leave that for Zai. Yes. <laughs> you know, and like a- they do get so many benefits. I mean, think about like, we have a youth leadership team of amazing young people. And I, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, our kids are surrounded by amazing God filled, yes. powerful men and women. Yep. And I'm like, it's amazing that my daughters have not just Rory as a powerful, yes. safe man figure in their yes. life. They have a you, yes. they have our jo- a so Jordan, special. Felipe. Like Multiple they have people. so many people because of the price that we get to pay for the Lord of ministering and the people that he surrounds us with are a benefit to my child. I, I allow people into my world and my kids benefit from that. And I want to say one other thing, um, just a sidetrack that I was thinking of, uh, just regarding responsibility, ministry, all of this stuff with our kids. Um, something I, I try to do really well is remembering my kids this age, because sometimes you can be in a rush to get to a meeting and your kid needs that one last hug. And if you don't know how to remember that they're five and three yeah. and that hug yeah. is more important than being on time, even if you're an on-time person, I'm an on-time person. Being late <laughs> is one of the hardest things for me in my life. Yeah. I have to be early. I am I am five to 10 minutes early everywhere. If I'm late, I am dying. And I had to like kill that thing. Cause I was like, I will hurt my kids in this season because they don't understand. And if I rush out of this house, 
because I need to get somewhere and I don't stop to give that hug because they need it. I'm yeah. choosing something else over them, over my own preference of, I just don't like to be late. I would rather just have to clean up the mess of being yeah. late, but at least I knew I was actually there to give the last hug and the last kiss and the last goodbye and the whole like routine, yeah. knowing I'm going to be late. I've backed my car up to get out of the car and go hug Zion. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you have to. And so I just want us to be like that thing of like, remembering their age, remembering yeah. the importance of yes. this and the benefits that like you never are choosing. I think it was when you were talking about just, you, you want that integrity. I never want them to feel like, yeah, my, my dad was too busy. Right. So like even bedtime, like I'm, we are so aware of bedtime, like the routine and making sure we're there and that we, we do certain things. Cause I'm like, I want them to go, wow, dad, I didn't even know you did stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know you did so much at night because like, my old childhood, I remember you were there and I'm like, yep, we were just yeah. sneaky. Yeah. We're good at it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's so much more we could say. Yes. We're going to end Our it today because it's a little over time, but be present with your kids. They are your first ministry. It's true. And God will take care of you and honor your family. It is an honor to fulfill the call of God on your life. And it's a family job. It's not yeah. just a one person job. It's true. So we love you guys. Love you guys. We'll see you next time.